Morning, guys. Welcome to Tuesday Manna. Um, on Tuesdays, we've been blessed just walking through the fruit of the Spirit, looking at how the Holy Spirit helps each of us in our walk with Christ and the power that there is and the amazing attributes, right? Love, joy, peace, those things that we get to truly experience through the Holy Spirit, through God, through accepting Jesus as our Savior. We're down to the last one. We're actually going to start talking about self-control today. Now, I say start because I'm actually going to break it up into two manas. So this first one, I want to talk about self-control, which we just said, right? But I want to look at it as having self-control. Next week, I want to look at a story of the same person who shows lack of self-control. All from the Bible, all interesting. I can't wait to share that with you. But before we jump into self-control today, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you, God, and I just thank you so much for your word. God, I thank you that you speak to us through that. I thank you that we can meditate on it and we can talk to you and meditate on your word and you talk to us through that. We thank you for that. God, I pray that you'd bless this time. I pray that you would speak through your word. God, and that you would just bless the people listening and ready to receive. God, just plant that seed. Thank you for that. Thank you for who you are, and we pray these things in your name. Everyone said, amen. All right, so the verse that really came to mind when I first thought of self-control is actually in Proverbs, and it's Proverbs 25, 28, and it says, a man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. I remember studying self-control and studying this at a younger age, and this verse just hit me. A city without walls is defenseless, right? Anybody can come in, they can take whatever they want, and they can go, right? And us humans, without self-defense, we're defenseless, right? When sin comes, it's like, or without without self-defense, without self-control, excuse me. So without self-control, we're defenseless, right? When sin comes in, it's like, oh yeah, self-control, I don't have any, let's do it, right? The wall is open, and we're not going to control what we're doing. Now, this was a really tough one for me this week, because I feel like social media and all these posts are all about the self, right? You can do it, it's all about you, and your heart, and your mind, and what you want to do, right? And that scares me, because when the Bible talks about the heart, right, it says the heart is the most deceptive, (laughs) and there's a lot of things in us that are not good. And without the Holy Spirit, again, I don't think we fully know what self-control is. Now, I believe people are blessed with different gifts as they're born, right? God blesses them with part of Him. But until we fully accept Christ and get baptized in the Spirit, I don't think we fully know what self-control looks like because that's the fruit of the Spirit. That's something that the Spirit helps us with. Um, The interesting thing here is in the, in Galatians 5, Paul talks about the works of the Spirit versus the works of the flesh, right? And he talks about the fruit of the Spirit specifically versus the fruit of the flesh. And if you're reading that, in 19 through 21, the fruit of the flesh, the, the, the way that the flesh works is 
largely because they did, they lacked self-control. Let's look at it, right? Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you as I warned you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God, right? All of those things are a huge lack of self-control. So Paul ends the fruit of the Spirit, and he throws in self-control, okay? And I love that. Today, I want us to look at our self-control. I want us to examine that. What does that look like? I mean, obviously, if we're walking with God, with the Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit's going to bless us with this, right? And there's so many different things of our lives that this affects, okay? And I want to look at a man. Like I said, we're going to focus this week on David and I want to look at a time, because I feel like most of his life, David had pretty good self-control. And then there's one time, right, where he wasn't doing what he was supposed to. He didn't have that self-control, and he sinned big. Okay, we'll look at that next week. This week, I want to look at another time. Okay, we're going to look at 1 Samuel 24. So a little background here. So Saul has been king of Israel for a while. Um, David, um, Saul has been king he was anointed by God, anointed by Samuel, king, the prophet, right? Um, then God, he did not follow God's will. So God disowned him as king, essentially, and he told Samuel to look for someone else. And then Samuel found David amongst all his brothers, right? And that's another amazing story, right? God doesn't look at the outside. He looks at the heart. And he got to the youngest brother, and Samuel then anointed David king, then after that, we have David coming to give his brothers some food, to provide his brothers in the army with food. He meets Goliath, right? David slays Goliath, and with that comes all this praise, right? Um, which eventually Saul hears of it, and Saul gets jealous. Okay, in this time, God sends a spirit. God sends a spirit to torment Saul. And one thing that eases that spirit is when David plays the harp, right? So David's playing, and twice Saul tries to pin David to the wall with a spear. He says, when he comes to do that, I'm going to pin him to the wall because he was so jealous of the accolades David had for defeating Goliath, right? Saul has slain his thousands, but David his ten thousands, okay? So David is right where God wants him. Is he in a great spot? No, the king's trying to kill him and searching for his life, right? David at this point has run away and he's hiding in a cave with some of his most loyal friends who also follow God and who follow and believe that he's the next king and that God has anointed him that way. So David's sitting there and we're going to pick it up and Saul is looking for David and Saul goes into the cave to relieve himself and David shows some amazing self-control. And I want to look at that because I want to look at, today I want to focus on the things David did and was doing in order to have help that self-control, if that makes sense, right? In order to make sure that he was in God's will. As opposed to next week, we'll look at the things that David chose not to do and why that self-control might not have been there. So we're going to pick it up in 1 Samuel 24, okay? And we're going to read, I believe eight verses, maybe 10, okay? So 1 Samuel 24, verse one. Now it happened when Saul had returned from following the Philistines that it was told to him saying, take note, David is in the wilderness of En Gedi. 
Then Saul took 3,000 chosen men from all of Israel and went to seek David and his men on the rocks of the wild goats. So he came to the sheepfolds by the road, where there was a cave, and Saul went to attend to his needs. David and his men were staying in the recesses of this cave. The men of David said to him, This is the day of which the Lord has said to you, Behold, I will deliver your enemy into your hand, that you may do to him as it seems good to you. And David rose and secretly cut off the corner of Saul's robe. Now it happened afterwards that David's heart troubled him because he had cut Saul's robe. And he said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, to stretch out my hand against him, seeing he is the anointed of the Lord. So David restrained his servants with these words and did not allow them to rise against Saul. And Saul got up from the cave and went on his way. David also arose afterwards, went out of the cave and called out to Saul, saying, My Lord, the king. And when Saul looked behind him, David stooped with his face to the earth and bowed down. And David said to Saul, Why do you listen to the words of men who say, Indeed, David seeks you harm? Look, this day your eyes have seen that the Lord delivered you today into my hands in the cave, and someone urged me to kill you. But my eye spared you and said, I will not stretch my hand against the Lord, for he is the Lord's anointed. So I love this, right? Because David, even proving that he had self-control, cut, just cut the fringe off of Saul's robe. And that struck his heart, right? He's like, man, I shouldn't have even done that against God anointed. He was hiding out from Saul. God had already anointed him king through Samuel. And he was waiting for God to give him that position, right? And in this, he's even got his loyal men, who I believe were also men of God, right? But they're like, look, God has given you into your hands. And David says, I cannot, it is, it is not me to touch the Lord's anointed, right? He's given that to God. God knows the time that he's going to have me be king. He's already anointed me. I'm going to trust in what God says. I'm not going to take it into my own hands or let you take it into your hands and go kill Saul, right? So because David has been walking with God through Goliath, through the lion and the bear that he faced, right? Through being anointed, through all of this, through being almost pinned to the wall twice by Saul, because he's trusting God, we see the Holy Spirit work in him through Holy Spirit, through self-control. Excuse me, I almost said the Holy Spirit again. But that self-control, right? He doesn't go, he doesn't kill Saul, he doesn't take it into his own hands, right? So, my encouragement for you today, if you feel like you're lacking self-control, right? David's focus was on what God wanted. He wasn't going to hurt God's anointed. Where's your focus? Sometimes this world gets so busy with everything around us that we lose our focus. When we lose our focus, and that should be Christ, then that's when we're going to lose our self-control, our love, our joy, our peace, right? But when we can regain that focus and we're focused on Christ, whatever he's calling us to do, we're walking towards that regardless of the circumstances on the outside, that's when we're going to have those things. That's when we're going to feel our self-control. Like, man, I can't believe that. That was awesome, right? The, the joy that I feel, this peace that Christ has given me is amazing. Um, it's not going to be easy. The Bible never says it's going to be easy. I mean, look at David. He was in a tough spot hiding in a cave where Saul went to go to the bathroom. Right? He almost got pinned twice. He fought a giant and was still running from the king. But he trusted God. 
and he knew God had a plan. So if you feel far away from God, my encouragement is to turn to him. Get in the word, right? Read the Bible. Meditate on that. Let God speak to you through his word. Pray to God, right? If you feel like, I don't know, sometimes I feel like we can't tell God everything, right? It's like, well, God doesn't want to know my emotions here. And it's like, do you read the Psalms? David poured out his emotions to God, right? He'd say, God, this hurts. Why is this happening? God wants to hear those. God wants to hear your thoughts. God wants that relationship. Pour your heart to God. And when, we're, when we set ourselves straight and we refocus on Christ, then that Holy Spirit comes in and he aids us in what we need. God comes into our lives. That's amazing, right? So go out today. Listen for that still, small voice. Meditate on the word of God. That's where we'll hear it. And pray, okay? Have a good day, guys.